1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So, um, yeah, when we look at it, each each season, each game is its own entity. So there's some things you take with you from the past, but not a lot.
0: Kind of a far cry from last year, Josue. It's like not even Thanksgiving, and the Celts have already accomplished everything they possibly can in the regular season, like at least from a signature win standpoint.
1: Yeah, you know, Larry, it's it's incredible because the, the, the focus of this team, you would think that the, these guys have been around each other for, for more than a month. You know, it's it's incredible what Brad Stevens has been able to put together here. The uh, The system that everyone is buying in from top to bottom, I mean, You you, night in and night out, you're not 100% sure which player is going to come up big, but you know someone does, and it seems like it's someone different every single time.
0: I had Chris Forsberg here last week, and he did his specialty of just taking the theme of the show completely wayward. So I'm going to make this show the actual review of the predictions, which I've now been dying to do. I know it's very early to do so, be it not being Thanksgiving, but considering... So many of my preseason predictions were all completely wayward and that being the number one of being slow start for the Celtics, that is a complete whiff on my end. Do you have your own slew of predictions that you've been looking at that, you know, just say, Oh my god, I've I'm already like no uh, way.
1: Well, it's funny. I I have a few, and these are predictions that I made after Gordon Hayward went down. Um, the, the ones that I made beforehand, like the of Celtics they, would
0: fall to a six seed and all that. Stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. But you know what? Believe it or not, I did have them winning over fifty games, or at least fifty fifty one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say fifty one. I, I just think the Eastern Conference is just after Hayward, right? So weak. I mean, I don't think I've seen it this week ever. Honestly, I mean, of course you're going to have your given uh track games as they say as they call it you know every now and then but for the most part I mean we can't even predict who's going to be the top 5 lottery teams right now it's so bad you know it's almost like a, a a fight for the bottom
0: actually that was the one prediction that i got right well, it was not even prediction but it was one of the themes that i was talking about right before the year and i was thought that was the one thing that the Celtics had going for them was that they were going to be able to feast on so many p- poor teams in the eastern conference where the east as we know it's been It's been weak pretty much since, I mean, I hate to say this, this is now such a long time ago, but outside of the Garnett, LeBron, you know, in Miami, and LeBron at the first go-around in Cleveland, Mm -hmm. outside of that little run, the East has been atrocious since post-Jordan. And I even thought this year, going into the year, I was like, this could very well be the worst Eastern Conference And that was what was going to save the Celtics coming into this year, which I was very skittish of, of the fact that they had to work in all these new players from, you know, the top of the roster, be it, I hate to say his name again, Gordon Hayward, who we know Mm -hmm. is not going to come back, Kyrie and all the way down. And I was going right right all the way back. Brad Stevens, there was going to be a ton of lineup experimentation. That was the theme of the last few years. Believe it or not, our great researcher, Greg Gasol, who writes for Celtics blog, actually, he did a great job. On Celtics Roundtable. I'm not sure if he caught that on the YouTube channel. You should have, right? Because you're on the YouTube channel all the time.
1: I am, yeah. Of course I caught that. Come on. He
0: he pointed out to me, and I'll point out to everyone listening, that the Celtics have played nine separate five-man lineup combinations more than 15 minutes. All but one have a positive net rating. Last year, I think it was something like three, because I remember doing a show around January with Coach Mm -hmm. Nick, and that was a time they were still... Lineup experimenting, and that was really when they first started to get rolling. I think I can't remember what their record was at one point mid December last year. I want to say it was like thirteen and twelve because they were mucking it around. And then, of course, I know we're going to talk about this at some point, uh, obviously too. The defense has been spectacular, and even within those specific lineups. Basically, I don't want to say that I'm completely flabbergasted because I'm just going to go u- utilize this space to go through all the whiffs that I've had. The Celtics' slow start, the Celtics. I said this, I believe, to Forsberg, not on last week's show, but on August, that they'd have, you know, a middle of the r- middle of the road to quite possibly a bad team defense, and right now they're on pace to have an absolute historic t- team defense. I have a laundry list of absolute horrible predictions. There are there any of this sort of that you have as well? Because I'm just gonna keep going on forever here. If you don't sort of cut me off right now, just way.
1: I mean, I probably if something comes to my comes to mind, I'll, I'll throw it in there. But yeah, I mean, heading into the regular season, I, I certainly had this team not hitting 60 wins per se, but definitely over the 55 mark.
0: I have been very rude to you thus far as well. I haven't even introduced you yet. Some ten minutes into the show, it's episode. Yeah, I, I was just
1: gonna go with it, Larry. You know, I thought this, was, they I thought this is. They should recognize your voice by now. One of those now. episodes,
0: but this is episode number two three seven, a Celtics beat presented by DraftKings and Harry's ticket contest giveaway, December sixth against the Dallas Mavericks. Harrys dot com slash Celtics. Use that code. Screenshot your receipt. Email me LHR at clnsmedia.com. Here with CLNS Media's Joe Sway Pavon. what has been the storyline of the season thus far?
1: Team defense, Larry. Um, unlike other defensive teams, I mean, you, you sort of look at teams like you know uh, San Antonio Spurs or you know whichever top juggernaut defensive teams that you look at, they, they all sort of have that uh, that that staple, that anchor, that guy who sort of everyone follows. And for the Celtics, I feel like you 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 can point out a couple people. You could talk about you know what Al Horford does up front. You could the talk middle about
0: linebacker,
1: right? You could talk about the, uh, the, the what they have in the backcourt. Marcus Smart, what he brings, you know, the intensity that he brings. But I, I see a lot of guys contributing. I see people who uh, I see a team that's that's more athletic than we've than we've ever seen. I mean, the, the, those corners, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, two guys that um were, were not only two players that we were necessarily thinking like okay they're gonna have to contribute you know there's there's gonna be a lot of pressure on them we're not sure if they can deliver you know how how are they gonna make up for Gordon Hayward I mean I just feel like their athleticism alone has pushed the 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 defense in the starting five to a point where everyone is holding each other accountable um you you, people complain about Kyrie Irving heading into regular season I, I mean I just feel like the tone has been set from top to bottom from the front court whether we're talking again al horford the corners Jalen brown jason tatum everyone is holding each other accountable uh you see that effort coming off the bench and it, it's uh it's a focus that you have to applaud brad stevens for he he's uh he's got everyone to buy into the system and why not i mean look at what they're able to do look at this quick start it has a lot to do with the defense and i think that's ultimately the identity of this team and that we're, we're going to uh, be talking about come playoff time way 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 down the road
0: the length and the the length and the athleticism has given the defense versatility i haven't seen pretty much since the garnett years and that was actually the one hope that i held out was that i mean it, the versatility of the defense inserting jalen brown in the starting lineup and i once again i hate i mentioned it last week and it's going to be interpreted as well you're beating sort of a you know a a, a crippled man but not having Isaiah Thomas in the starting lineup or even really playing is making a huge difference for a variety of reasons which I talked about last week but just the communication level I, I just that's the one that sort of left me sort of I don't have an answer for Joe Sway. I don't know how it is this evolved at such an early point of the season for a group that was just slapped together at the end of August.
1: Well, you look at a couple of games, Larry, you, you see what the the bench was able to do on the defensive side of things, and, and I think it's a testament to to what the starters bring in, in the overall culture of this team. I mean, Terry Rozier was a guy who we weren't 100% sure if he was going to actually step into that Pivotal role next to Marcus Smart. I mean, of course, there was talk that Marcus Smart could start, but at the end of the day, I feel like once it came to media day, once you heard Brad Stevens talking about how he needed Jalen Brown to be a lockdown defender, I think everyone sort of saw the writing on the wall that Jalen Brown would be inserted into the starting lineup. So, you look at Marcus Smart as that six-man role coming off the bench, but you thought to yourself, who's going to score? You know what I mean? I mean, Marcus Smart, we saw that a little bit Last year, where he was able to go off here and there, but you kind of were wondering where can Terry Rozier step it up a bit? And Terry Rozier has not only stepped it up in terms of being a, uh, a, a someone who you can provide scoring off your bench, but he is defending at a higher level than anyone could have anticipated. He is rebounding at a higher level. I mean, you He's look at his, a good uh,
0: rebounder. Well, he's actually yeah, he's that's always true. been
1: a great rebounder. He's always been a great rebounder, but there are some nights where he's the best rebounder on the floor for the Celtics, you know? And that's something that some people just overlook the effort that you're seeing out of Terry Rozier. And that effort is being translated into the defensive end. I mean, the defensive efficiency numbers are through the roof for this team, and Terry Rozier is certainly one of those top guys with uh, great defensive numbers.
0: Rebounding is another complete whiff on my end, too. And, and now that I think is okay to confess to as well, by the way. That I, mean, everybody... I had
1: no no idea that was going to be the case for the Celtics team. I mean, it's unbelievable how well they're rebounding this year.
0: Holiday cash. You need it, and I know where to get it. My bookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending – it also means there's lots of football, basketball, hockey games, and you can score big on every day. Man up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side or total. MyBookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Where you bet is just as important as you're betting on and if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to MyBookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes your waging on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use promo code Celticspeed to activate the offer. Use promo code Celticspeed again to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Were you in the camp of this is probably going to take a little time for the Celtics with all those questions that we're, going, that were asked on media day?
1: Yeah, 100%. And I I think the biggest reason why was, was how is this going to affect Brad Stevens? I think he was the one that sort of uh, took what happened to Gordon Hayward the hardest. I mean, I think heading into the regular season, these two did a really good job of downplaying, downplaying their relationship. I think these two, um, you know, no coach wants – no coach wants to be looked at as a, a someone who has a favorite on the team, but for personal reasons, for the history, I mean, for what they were able to do with Butler, I, I think there's a special place, you know, in Brad Stevens' heart for for uh, Hayward, you know, for Gordon Hayward, and I think that's something that's sort of uh, downplayed and, and as it should be. You know, no coach wants to come off that way, and that's just that, that's not going to do anyone good for the rest of the Celtics, uh, all the rest of the players on the Celtics roster. However. Um, I, I felt like Brass Stevens bounced back. Uh, the way he bounced back from that was very impressive. I, I, I thought that it was going to be a stretch where bounced not, back. That was gonna, I got, not that
0: he I, wasn't. Now I got in trouble for this last week, but honestly, sometimes w- I got to be a straight shooter. You're talking about the team, the team chemistry. I thought the Hayward injury helped. I really do. Oh, 100%. That's kind of a, I that's, I don't want to say that's a hot take that is flat out. I mean, you know, that's, that's actually kind of sticking your neck out there because it's, I guess kind of classless to say, but mm. I used you know it's this is even kind of a little more out of touch, especially since it's coming up. I said it had a Pearl Harbor effect; it had a galvanizing effect on the collective.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, the players. Are, this is a, this is already a, a tight knit group. I feel like, and I feel like they're, they're, no one's going to say. You know that they're gonna that that they sort of seen what Brad Stevens was going through. I, I really this is just honest. This is my honest opinion, Larry. I, I feel like Brad Stevens was, was sort of going through a little going through it a bit after the Gordon Hayward thing, and everyone rallied together and and, and sort of. Uh, put forth the effort that they needed to do to get past those two games. And listen, there was no way, there was no way it was going to win that second game against Milwaukee. I mean, it was the second night of a back to back after what happened in Cleveland. And they nearly pulled it off in that fourth quarter. I mean, this is a team that was, you know, really rallied behind what happened and and held each other accountable. But, um, but, but listen, also, I feel like a lot of the time, and we're going to hear this all season long, oh, man, look how these Celtics are playing right now. Look how they're doing. Oh, if they had Gordon Hayward, this team could be this or this team could be that. Listen, I, I don't think basketball quite works that way. I-, I don't think that you just add Hayward's 20 or 21 points per game into the equation and all of a sudden you have a, you know 67 wins in one season. It doesn't quite work that way. I, I think Hayward going down – or oh, I just you know what I should say I, I think Jalen Brown performing at this level, Jason Tatum performing at this level doesn't necessarily happen the way it's, the way it is right now if Gordon Hayward is still in the mix. However, uh, I hate to use the phrase you know blessing in disguise, but I, I mean I, I feel like you can't help but think. This is going to expedite the process. You know, you got Jalen Brown getting these experience, getting these big time minutes, getting these big performances on the brightest stage or one of the brightest stages you're going to get, you know, in the regular season. And it's it's happened in November, you know, that's something that's going to not only uh, expedite his, ex- his experience, his uh, mindset when it comes to playoff time, but I think Every single person from top to bottom. I mean, every every young player, especially Jason Tatum. I mean, the guy's a teenager, and all that is going to is going to play a big role. Come come, you know, way down the road, come playoff time.
0: When the Hayward injury happened, I'm not sure if you listened to the show that I did with Evan Vellani. We were absolutely mortified, and we scoffed at the you know the the talking point of well, you know what? It could be a blessing in disguise because it'll give more time for the young players, and it has, and it actually that is actually I don't want to say proven it to be the case of that being a blessing in disguise it's actually been very beneficial uh, to Brown and Tatum which I, I feel like there is some capacity we have to dedicate a little of this show to especially with Jalen Brown if we're talking about bad predictions that's one of my most infamous ones here in the six years that I've been doing the show was just how adamant I was uh, pretty much against that draft pick but just to sort of touch upon it on on one final point I just think if we were the the primarily fear that I had going into the year was team chemistry, I thought that was solved literally in an instance with, with such a catastrophe that it united the team as a collective and they were able to galvanize behind it. Okay, let's go to Jalen Brown. We were talking about the signature win of the season. Jalen Brown, I thought his signature game of his career was that game against he had 22 points against Sacramento. I had Isaiah Thomas here who is his uh, – he is his Plato to Jalen's Aristotle, literally, because Isaiah <laughs> calls his school that he has with Jalen Brown the Academy. For goodness sake, so I'll give that little fun little reference. Had Isaiah here that week after the Kings game. Now, of course, signature game of his career was Thursday night against Golden State. Nothing really more needs to be said. There, there are there is just so many superlatives to discuss with Jalen Brown. I gave a mea culpa on that draft pick. I want to say uh, pretty much mid-January last year when he was inserted into the starting lineup. And not only did the team not miss a beat, they that was when they really started moving during the regular season last year. I mentioned how they, were, they had been 13-12 and 12 at one point. They were messing around a lot starting lineup. Bradley goes down with an injury. Brown goes in. They end up winning 10 of the 11 games that he played when he was in the starting lineup. And that really gave a precursor to how I thought he was going to be very valuable to the team. On a defensive end, I actually, after the Hayward injury, when they were saying, oh, this could be a blessing in disguise because this is going to give Jalen Brown more minutes, and this is awesome, Jason Tatum more minutes, I was saying to myself, I think this could be the worst thing that happens to Jalen Brown because I thought he came into the season, Joe Sway, with a lot of pressure on him. I really do, because it was just the natural of, hey, he was a third pick in the draft. He showed a lot of, you know, promising signs at the end of last season, cracking the rotation of a team that ended up making the Eastern Conference Final and actually having a role on a team that was a, a playoff team that had a deep run. So then it was just, hey, just start, you know, mounting mounting ex- expectations on him. So he already had a lot of expectations coming into the season. Once again, there were even more expectations placed on him with Crowder and Avery Bradley being shifted out, and he needed to be a real ace on the defensive end. Then there were now going to be even more expectations placed on him because there was a vacuum offensively with the Gordon Hayward injury. Someone's got to score some points.
1: Uh, most improved player in the NBA. That's my bold prediction. Um, uh, this guy...
0: I have not been guy. following that race, quote-unquote, just so you know. But if you have, <laughs> do fill me in.
1: Listen, this... See, I don't think it was a huge pressure season for him. I mean, of course, defensively it was. But I don't think... Hayward going down for him add applied any extra pressure that wasn't already there. Like I said, media day. Brad Stevens, one of the first things he said was, this guy needs to be a lockdown defender. We all knew he had the tools to do that. We know his athleticism. And that was something that was certainly in the scouting report when the Celtics drafted him. This is why I love this pick. This is why I was hoping the Celtics would draft him because I felt like they needed to fill that void. Um, Jay Crowder, of course, was that guy you know for the Celtics but I feel like they needed someone who was a bit younger someone who had plenty of upside who had a higher ceiling Yeah, they, than have, Jake different, they
0: have a different physical skill set as well they're built very kind of different, different. The very think, different
1: yeah, f- physical yeah. skill set but one thing I gotta admit that I didn't see coming that I didn't predict was uh, his jump shot I, I just feel like you're seeing a better jump shot out the of the academy Brown. baby the academy is coming through i mean you see more of a confidence in that shot in the arc in the flow i mean he's the 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 catch and shoot from the corner that's a shot that's going to be available to him that's the same shot that was available to jay crowder the same shot that for a a lot of possessions was available to amy bradley you know you add kyrie irving into the mix and those are the shots that you're going to have the open looks and uh uh, until people start really paying attention to him or, or giving him the uh the 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 proper one on one defense that he that he will eventually deserve I'm not gonna go I'm not go as, as far as to say that you have to make sure you cover him every single time but as he continues to develop and as he continues to become a threat from outside whether we're talking about three or you know just inside the mid range game that's only going to make this team much stronger and and, and only make him more better. The shots are there, Larry. The shots are there for him to knock that's the
0: one I'm not sure if you heard me on the show uh, before the season. I thought that was the most imperative improvement that he had to make. This was, of course, before the Hayward injury because so much of the offense is predicated upon it. This was even, too, when Isaiah Thomas was who we thought was going to be on the team that eventually Kyrie Irving was. By the way, amazing, 25 minutes of the show. Kyrie Irving's name I don't think has been mentioned once. Uh, nonetheless, I thought that you know, I, I thought defensively from what I saw last January, and to the point where you know he he found his way to you know make, crack his way into the rotation. I thought he was going to figure that out. The emotionally, I don't know how the heck I can describe this without sounding tacky, but you know what? If we're going to use the Golden State game for, to provide anecdotal examples, the plays that he makes, particularly at home, that can generate a ton of emotional energy. You know mm-hmm. what those kind of plays are. We, we can reference a million of them against Golden State. He makes at least one of those a game-ish, in my opinion. That I knew was always going to be there. The corner three. I mean, it's it really, hate to co- come down concrete, I hate to be a simpleton, but the corner three was pretty much going to be it. And I think that still has to get even better than, than what it is. But, hey, what is, what is he, by the way? Is he 21 or 22
1: or 20? He just turned 21 last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were uh, celebrating his 21st birthday. He can go out and go out to the bar now. Yeah. That's how young this guy is <laughs> as of last month. That, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see Jalen as a big drinker. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, but see, Larry, the, the athleticism. You know, when you become a, a a threat from the outside, I mean, you go out there and jump out to cover him, and he'll blow right past you. I mean, we we we've seen it throughout the regular season so far. Um, he, and he's also not afraid to take it to you. You know, whether we're talking about LeBron James, Kevin Durant. I mean, there's this one play in particular uh, from Thursday night where it was just catching shoe. Durant was right there. and He just went up for the dunk. I mean, zero hesitation. First quarter, dialed in. And uh, I think players are starting to pick up on that, you know, and the the uh, the, the physicality, too. I mean, he's not the, the most strongest. You know, he's not the uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely built a bit, but he's not he's not built as in like LeBron built. But he will push himself into the paint and and force contact and get to the hoop and get to the free throw line. I mean, that's just something that we're seeing right now at age 21 that is only going to get better. He's only going to get stronger. But that athleticism is going to take him a long way in this league. He's certainly going to be a star, I feel like.
0: Yeah, to sum it up, Jalen Brown, aw- awesome. Oh, real quick, actually. I had I had Zeke here a couple weeks ago. You said he's going to be a star. I, I asked Zeke point blank. This is a prediction show, nonetheless. Let's make some predictions. Will he be an uh, a multiple-time All-Star? And, hey, multiple-time All-Star is just, you know, he can make two All-Star teams. But will he be a multiple-time All-Star?
1: Down the road, absolutely. Okay. Um, then when I say down the road could be next year not this year could be next year I I don't don't know the
0: roads causeway street and not uh, you know Zeke, 3 championship drive that could be
1: a legitimate concern Yeah, yeah that could be a concern
0: one thing that I gotta do I have to do of course a plug we are of course supported by sponsors. We have a very important sponsor right now. It is DraftKings. Use the code CLNS at draftkings.com to play free fantasy basketball with your first deposit for your sh- share. Excuse me, Joseway. My goodness. For your share at $10,000 in total prizes tonight. Use code CLNS at draftkings.com to play for free. This sponsor, very important to the network. We mention every single week, support the network, support Celtics beat, support Sway Pavon, support the garden report, support the YouTube channel, support the leading online provider of audio, video coverage for the Boston Celtics. This one is imperative to us. Use code CLNS at draftkings.com to play free. So I do have to give a little bit of the uh, read Joe Sway, So hang in there for me. Listen up who fans basketball season is back. As we know, that's why we're having this Celtics show at, at this point. But, uh, and now that your favorite hardwood heroes have returned to action, it's time for you to play, to put your fantasy knowledge to the test, to win huge cast prizes every night playing one day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com slash CLNS. Okay, let's finish this on a great note. Kyrie Irving is in the MVP mix. I know it's not even Thanksgiving yet, but listen, it is the internet age, the Twitter sphere. It is mindlessly searching through Instagram hashtags. I made a crack at it a couple weeks ago where. We're already having who's the MVP of the league, like four possessions in opening night. Kyrie Irving's <laughs> up there with, I guess, LeBron and Harden. They're there automatically. Although, you can't uh, LeBron this year with Cleveland. Um, but uh, give me some other ones. I know Giannis from, you know, we've seen him play the Celtics a couple times. Porzingis is having this great year, but let's not – it's the Knicks. So, sorry. Uh, but Kyrie Irving, how possible is this MVP? I think actually it if, if, at this point – I think it's highly probable. I can't remember who – oh, you know what? who it was? It was Michael Lee of Yahoo Sports who said so much of the MVP, who gets the MVP, is based on narrative. It's based on story. What's mm. the biggest story in the, in the season thus far? The Celtics. Today, the Celtics. Right. MVP. Right. Duh, ding, ding, ding. Kyrie Irving. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I would put the odds at – see, at this point, I think the Celtics are going to finish at the top of the Eastern Conference – that's going to be the storyline of the season. We take Golden State for granted. We take I, I still think Cleveland's going to rebound a little bit, so we'll take them for granted a little bit. We don't take the Celtics for, for granted. I think it is going to be Kyrie for MVP, and at the very least I put his odds at about 40%. Yeah,
1: you know what? That was my that was my preseason prediction. And you know what? When the uh, Kyrie is MVP? I had Kyrie as MVP. I mean, Good you job. can I should Everybody's show you the cause
0: of the Causeway street podcast. Yeah.
1: I should show you the causeway street podcast from October. That was my, that was my bold prediction uh, with, with Kawhi Leonard at second. I, I didn't, I'm not I wasn't sure how long he's going to be out, but I, I, just, I still really liked Kawhi Leonard, but anyways, um, yeah, you know what? That was my bold prediction. That was my prediction heading into the regular season before Hayward even went down. And it's certainly still a possibility, you know, a, a strong one. If the Celtics can keep this up, of course, I do have to agree with you. I do think they will win the East. I think, um, the the story behind it certainly helps absolutely i mean the biggest story of the offseason was Kyrie not wanting to play with lebron anymore wanting to do his own thing heading into an amazing situation here in boston and uh the team has flourished um although i feel like this team isn't the type of team that's going to rely on him the way we've seen other teams rely on their MVP guys whether we're talking about of course most recently i mean what Russell Westbrook did for the Thunder last year was incredible, not only for him to average a triple-double, but for them to just count on him night, like constantly, constantly. This guy got him through so many games, pushed him into the playoffs. I mean, it was remarkable. I think for this case, there's a lot of more. there's a lot more help for Kyrie Irving. I think there's a lot of games where other guys sort of step up. However, I do feel like Kyrie Irving hasn't even reached his complete stride yet. I think he's sort of just incorporating everyone. He's he's buying into this culture. He's still everything's still pretty new to him. But uh, look out, look out for in December when Kyrie scores 19 of his 41 in the fourth quarter, or you know Kyrie uh, puts the team on his back and comes comes back from an 18-point deficit. I mean, those are the type of performances, those type of signature wins are going to start adding up, and I think that's going to make it probably a lot tougher for all the other candidates when it comes to the MVP conversation.
0: Like I said, it's not even Thanksgiving. The Celtics already have all the signature wins they need. I hope (laughs) this season does not remind me of that 2011 season where they had literally, they had won every single relevant game that was on the calendar. It was almost like they peaked dairy I'm not even going to go talk about everything that happened. That's and season. then they gracefully but, uh, yeah, bowed I out. I know, gracefully exactly. bowed out. But anyways, <laughs> I at, like I made this a little nice little prediction recap show of all the things that have already been that I've been way off on. We finished on a nice positive note there with Kyrie. So just to clean the records here, Celtics bench. I thought it would stink. Of course, not a complete whiff. But it doesn't stink. Same thing, Marcus Morris. He's contributed. I thought he would be a nothing. And I just have to say that Aaron Baines is awesome only because we have an incredible Australian base that listens to this show, as you know very much, too. (laughs) No, he Um, is awesome, Larry. Don't sell him short.
1: You know what? That was my biggest concern heading into this. Not only the defense, but the bench. I kept saying over and over on my my podcast on College Street, this team does not have a bench. Who is going to produce off this bench? And lo and behold, look what we're seeing right now. But, hey, Larry, let me ask you this. Um, Cleveland. Are they – are you still concerned about them? Are they still a threat? Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, down the line, yes, they are.
1: Yes. Right. Okay. Can we get that out there for all you diehard Celtics fans? Let's pump the brakes a bit when we're talking about Celtics going to be in the NBA Finals. I mean, this is still a team with the uh, best player in the world, right, And LeBron James, uh, the guy who happens to make it to every single NBA Finals for the last, you know, what, Seven years. Last time
0: they were not in the NBA Finals. The Celtics knocked them out, and I believe that both of you, both of us, were in college. It was a long time ago.
1: Yes, yes. The last time was the Celtics versus Lakers in the finals, 2010. So think about that for a second. I mean, this is a team that always figures things out, you know, and they're uh, they're designed to perform in June. So I don't think that it's quite set in stone that the Celtics are going to be. In the NBA Finals, I, I still think the Cleveland Cavaliers. At least in my opinion, they're still my favorite to come out of the East. But the uh, the Southers are knocking. You know, as Brad Stevens says before, uh, before what was it, the Golden State game? I believe he said that this team still has a lot of work to do, and I think that he is talking about uh, if they're going to come out of the East, if they're going to knock off the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're going to have to continue to get better.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by DraftKings and Harrys. Enter to win a pair of Celtics tickets against the Dallas Mavericks by going to harrys.com slash celtics to take advantage of Harry's special offer trial set. Screenshot your receipt and email it to enter into a drawing for two Celtics tickets against the Dallas Mavericks on December 6th at the TD Garden. Email lhr at clnsmedia.com. Your receipt, harrys.com slash celtics. Music was provided by Chuck Beats and Steph Grato For graphic designer Scott Dillon, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. this is Larry A. Trussell. The executive producer and host of Celtic Speed, powered by CLNS Media.